You're listening to the Long Overdue Podcast featuring the employees of the Decatur Public Library, Denise, Dawn, Pat, and Chris, myself. And today we're going to be talking about looking forward to 2018, all the things that we're looking forward to that are upcoming, uh, which does include books, uh, but also other things that we're looking forward to in 2018, movies, other forms of media events. I don't know. Are we talking about that kind of stuff too? Just Maybe. whatever. We'll see if it comes up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So happy new year, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. yeah happy new year. Who would have thought 2018? Here we are. Right. It used to be a big deal to be. <gasps> it's going to be the year 2000. <laughs> <laughs> That's way behind us now. Yeah. We survived. <laughs> so far. So far. So have you guys researched some books and movies, or you have some on your list that... Well, there's some, there's some books I'm really looking forward to this new year. Like what? Like Iron Gold by Pierce Brown. That's right. Right. Number four in the universe, but I think it kind of takes off a little different direction from Mm -hmm. the the first trilogy, the Red Rising trilogy. So we'll see what happens there. Does that cover a new set of characters or... Um, I think it does. I don't know all the details. I what do you know about it? It's set, I want to say it was like 10 years okay. after Morningstar. So some of the same characters probably mm-hmm. are there, but not all of them. Yep. I don't know how much we, re- we, <laughs> we want to go into like um, what happened at the end of uh, Morningstar. Yeah, don't, don't do that. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I only read the first one. Don't want to spoil it for anybody. Two. Well, yeah, if you read the description of this book, it's sort of a spoiler for what happened before. So, you know, you should probably read the others first. Right. Looks like Darrow is still here, though. Yeah. Yeah, because it's set in the future, but not, like, so far into the future. Yeah, I think you're right. It's 10 years. Looks Looks like that's where we are. And things have happened. Things are gonna happen. <laughs> More things. That's usually the premise of of any things wor- work of fiction, happen. right? Things are gonna happen. <laughs> well, Isn't that just life? <laughs> you know, there's some of that literary fiction happen. where nothing really happens. Right? It's all it's introspective. Just, yeah. Oh yeah, that's wow. true. All that. Mm. And those usually end up being. And how many of those are we gonna mention today? Probably not. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I can't think of any. Yeah. Definitely not on my list. Yeah. Sorry. I guess we're not an introspective bunch. (laughs) (laughs) At least not when we read books. Not like books that are just all about that. Yeah. Fiction about introspection without anything else happening. I don't think so. Mm. Lots of fiction is introspective. but It is, but not solely introspective. Yeah, there's other things going on that trigger the introspection and not just... Yeah. (laughs) Naval gazing. Is yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a that's a good a 
a good way to describe it. Mm. That's what nonfiction is for. <laughs> That's right. There you go. There you go. I do have a couple of those on my list. Yeah, uh-huh. me too. So, so let's One. talk about fiction, though. For a, uh, Melanie Benjamin, um, who wrote The Aviator's Wife and Alice I Have Been and some others, has a new book coming out in January, The Girls in the Picture, which I also has to do with um, kind of taking a an actual thing and and making a fiction story mm-hmm. around it. Um, this is Hollywood legends Frances Marion and Mary Pickford, who were. She kind of, it's kind of described as sort of they're close friends, but then the media sort of makes a a rivalry around them, and they sort of are in a rivalry because they would be cast for the same kinds of roles and that kind of thing. So, anyway, Hmm. the girls in the picture, that's who those are. That sounds cool. She's got that new one coming. I saw that she had also written, and this might have been way long ago, but. She wrote one about Trim and Capote. Mm, I don't know like, about that one. Something about swans. Hmm. I'll have to look the into swans it. Swans of Fifth Avenue? Uh, yeah. Swans was in the title. <laughs> swans in the title. All right. Let me see what I can find. But, yeah, she, it was about Trim and Capote. Hmm. That one I was like, that I might read. <laughs> Maybe. Mm-hmm. I've heard good things about her work. Just nothing's really been like, oh, I need to read that. Uh, Reading about Truman Capote, though, maybe. Instead, in some time period, I guess before, in True Blood. It is the Swans of Fifth Avenue. Let me see what I can find about that. The enthralling friendship between literary legend Truman Capote and peerless socialite Babe Paley. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, because he, Truman Capote when, wrote when a I lot of... When I saw The Swans of Fifth Avenue and read what I read about it to mm-hmm. begin with, it said nothing about those people, and I got the feeling it was this real housewives of Fifth Avenue kind, well, of, kind of crazy <laughs> thing. That's kind of what Truman Capote wrote about before uh, he did. Okay. He went all yeah. in True Blood. All in, yeah, yeah in he, um, he used to write about the socialites and things like that. And they were all fictional, but everybody knew who he was talking about. And he would air a lot of dirty laundry (laughs) and such and such rumors and gossip. So he was doing the Real Housewives of Fifth Avenue way before that was a thing. All right. (laughs) Okay. Breakfast at Tiffany's. That was Truman Capote. Mm -hmm. That's right. Which was also about a socialite. Mm -hmm. I know that he was... Friends with Marilyn Monroe, pretty sure, wasn't he? I don't know. Originally, that's who he had wanted. To be in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, that's not anything to do with 2018. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, never mind. I'll avoid that, that rabbit hole. Maybe. Which is interesting, because I feel like I have to catch up, because mm-hmm. of going to school. and Right being busy and not being able to read so i've got a bunch of my list to read from previous mm-hmm. and now i've got new stuff now, and it's like, yeah oh, too much reading <laughs> i think all of my lists 
are books that are already out that I just okay. haven't had a chance to read. Okay. And so there's well, been a few things that have come up that are going to be released uh-huh. in 2018 that I'm like, oh, that looks interesting. But but it's at the bottom of the list. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, these books are out now and mm-hmm. I can read them now. Well, the, there's one other one that's coming out pretty quickly that I think people might be interested in. It's the next Jojo Moyes in the... Me before you, people. Louisa Clark. Good grief. Okay, Louisa Clark. um, The first book, Me Before You. All right, spoiler alert, he died. And so the second one, still, no, after you, she goes off and tries to kind of find her own way, and now we are still me is the name of the new one that's coming out in January. Hmm. So that's there. Yeah. Well, I've picked a couple. One of them is Oliver Longing, and it's a novel by Stefan Merrill Block. He's okay. a Texas author. Mm-hmm. And um, so he's writing about a, a young boy in a town, Texas town, that gets shot. Hmm. And um, he's in a coma for 10 years. And then it's kind of, I think, from what I understand, it picks up after that. Kind of what happens, they're still trying to find out what happened mm-hmm. and whether or not he'll come out of his mm. coma. And so... Wow. It's gotten some starred reviews from Booklist and Library Journal. That one will be out in January. Is it YA? Or adult? It doesn't or? say. One of my other ones on here is a YA. Um but it did not mention that that one was YA. Hmm. I have a YA on my list, too. Mm-hmm. It's a I'm Not Your Perfect Mexican Daughter by oh, yeah. Erica L. Sanchez. Mm-hmm. It's a National Book Award finalist. It became an instant New York Times bestseller. Mm-hmm. And it, from what I've read about it, it's a contemporary YA about losing a sister and finding yourself amid the pressures, expectations, and stereotypes of growing up in a Mexican-American home. Hmm. It's an own voices book mm-hmm. written by a Mexican-American woman. And so I'm very excited about reading that. Yeah. It's gotten a lot of buzz. Mm-hmm. I've, I've been hearing about that from a lot of directions. Yeah. So. Yeah, from this, mm-hmm. I think the second it was right. published, it's been getting a lot of really good press. Mm-hmm. And so... Mm-hmm. I'm going to get my hands on it soon. Yeah. But Chris Bajalian has a new book coming out this year in March, I think. Chris Bajalian, if you've, if you've read any of his, you know that he has ordinary people in crazy circumstances. Um, and then just the fallout of what happens <laughs> after they're in these crazy circumstances. And this one is called The Flight Attendant. And a flight attendant... According to the publisher's annotation, um, how life can change in one night. A flight attendant wakes up in the wrong hotel, in the wrong bed, with a dead man, and no idea what happened. Whoa. So. That's hmm. a good starter. That's, that's <laughs> where we start <laughs> with this book. Yeah. So Get Chris out of Bajalian that hotel without anybody his... seeing you. Get on yeah. a plane. Don't come back. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he he's, make a nine one one call great. right before you board the yeah. plane to let somebody know that he's there, and that's it, and leave. 
And hope that wherever you are, it doesn't have extradition (laughs) cooperation with the U.S. (laughs) By the time they figure out that you were even involved, you'd Mm. have figured that out, and you're somewhere sitting on a beach. (laughs) (laughs) And that is my how-to to to get away with. (laughs) That's my how-to. Thank you, Denise. (laughs) So the hotel is in Dubai. Oh. Mm. Exotic location. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So anyway, that should be fun coming out. Yeah, because, you know, foreign um, police, you know, those kind of organizations are a little different than mm-hmm. in our country. So, mm-hmm. hmm. hence the get on a plane, yeah. come back. <laughs> get out of there. Wow. <laughs> this isn't going to work out for you, even if you did nothing. <laughs> mm. Do you have one, Chris? No, I don't think so. Okay. Yep. I'm a really bad book person as far as like keeping up with the latest and and all that. I usually just read what jumps out at me at the moment. Right. So you don't have a to be read pile. You don't have books that you're like, I'm going to read that one day. Sure. You want me to think of something right now? No, I don't. (laughs) Because to be read is probably one that's already come out. Yeah, none of them are. None of them are from 2018. I can guarantee you that. Any of them from 2017? Um, <laughs> there was that one that you there told me about. One. Which one? I tell you about a lot of books. <laughs> that one. There was that know? one. I'm like, this was so great. You should read it. This you're like, uh-huh. yeah. I don't remember. Well, let's see if I can entice you with this book. Okay. It's called The Hazelwood. And it's a novel by Melissa Albert. And it's a YA. Mm-hmm. And it is, the Hazelwood is the estate of this girl's grandmother. Mm-hmm. And she dies. The grandmother's an author. And she wrote about pitch dark fairy tales. And so after her grandmother dies, they go to the estate and her mother disappears. <gasps> so. It sounds interesting. Could be. It's got like there's fairies movies. involved. Yeah, it did sound fairies. like there's possibly fairies. <laughs> Dark fairies. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So what was the what was the book you mentioned is coming out, Chris? Fairies versus robots. Robots versus fairies. Robots versus fairies. Or, or fairies. Oh. Or, yeah, I think Short it's robots story collection. Fairies. Yes. Yeah. So if you ever wanted to know how that goes. Of course, I don't know if it's anything like unicorns versus zombies. Do they? Do any of the stories have both at I the same time? One of those stories yeah. had like a zombie unicorn. Okay, but yeah. but you had to kind of come down one side or the yeah. other on that, didn't you? That one, that anthology is more about two authors were having a chat. One thought that zombies were better than unicorns. The other one thought that unicorns were better than zombies. So then they got a bunch of other authors to write stories about which one they thought was best. So then you read all the stories and then you make your own right your own conclusion based on what you've read, mm-hmm. whether you prefer one or the other. So I'm wondering if this is going to be the same. It's prob- yeah, mm-hmm. probably Just stories so. about robots and then stories about fairies. I'm... I don't have to read it. I'm all robot. Yeah, definitely going with the robots on that one. Whoa, I don't know. That's. Hmm. I mean, it's not even a... I don't know. They're just like in two different worlds. Yeah. 
but that's yeah, Sci-fi that's the way it is with the, the other one too. I mean, <laughs> well, that's true. Zombies and unicorns. Zombies are definitely a sci-fi sort of yeah, phenomenon. Two sides of the spectrum. You got although some of those dead. unicorns were some interesting unicorns that's and some true. interesting situations in there. So I don't know. I'm thinking there's possibilities for these fairies. Yeah, there's definitely some. Room, room for crossover. Room for, <laughs> room for well, something interesting. Well, that what is it that fairies can't touch? Was it iron? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah so iron. really, you would just have to make an iron robot? <sighs> Done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, it's but all over. If the robots include androids, then that makes it all the more interesting. Because mm. if you include all that, then... I'll bet they do. Yeah. I'll bet it's pretty broad. You got some nonfiction or some other fiction? Don, do you have other fiction um, you were going to mention? Actually, okay, so there is one more fiction. The Mary Spinster. It's Tales of Everyday Horror by Mallory uh, Ortberg. Huh. That's so, an interesting <laughs> title for horror stories. Yeah. So, spinsterhood, and you can't hear my air quotes there. Spinsterhood <laughs> is horrific now? Um, I don't know. It says a collection <laughs> of stories based on classic folk and fairy tales. Oh. And I think this is the one that said it's got a um, feminist view hmm. or something in there. I don't know. Where being single is not awful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, it says it's a collection of stories based on the classic folk and fairy tales, and it's gotten star reviews from Kirkus and Publishers Weekly. So, it sounds interesting. I'm just making fun because I can. <laughs> <laughs> so, that one's due out in March. I think the other ones on my list are all nonfiction. Cool. I've got. Um, one juvenile book on here that I've been mm-hmm. dying to read, which hopefully I'll be able to get my hands on soon, called The First Rule of Punk by mm-hmm. Celia C. Perez, which is also an own voices author. And it is about um, a girl named Malu, which is short for Maria Luisa. And she loves punk music and skateboarding and zines and soy riso and she goes to middle school and is very different and so she's just trying to live by the first rule of punk which is be yourself mm-hmm. and so it sounds <coughs> super cute mm-hmm. and the little girl on the cover looks like me when I was <laughs> that age and she's soy riso and loves punk music mm-hmm. I don't skateboard but that's that's pretty much the only thing on that list that wow. does not reflect me. So I am looking forward to that one. Cool. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I wonder if punk is going to be dead in that book or if it's going to be a... No, punk is not going to be dead in that book. Be- <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she's going to be listening to a lot of classic punk. Classic, classic punk. punk. Okay. Well, there are a couple of books that the book club is going to be reading this spring that that I wanted to mention that I think are going to be interesting to read. One is um, a National Book Award finalist, Killers of the Flower Moon, The Osage Murders and the Birth of the FBI by David Gran. Hmm. 
And this is about in the 1920s when um, oil was discovered in the Osage lands, and suddenly the Osage people began dying off for no apparent reason. And the newly created FBI director, J. Edgar Hoover, worked with a Texas Ranger to solve the mystery and figure out what was going on. And it's that story. So I think that'll be an interesting one. That one and has also been on a lot of lists. Yeah, it has. It's, it's been all, it even made, so this is weird. It even made the Entertainment Weekly mm-hmm. Best Books of 2017, which I thought was, was interesting because you don't necessarily see uh, National Book Award winners on yeah. that list. So, anyway. And the other one is Radium Girls. Is that anyone or anything like the other book um, about the ladies that helped build the... The Hidden Figures? Yes, that's it. It is similar in that it's... it's Not really, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not really, no. I think uh, it's more about how we used to put radium in everything. <laughs> okay. And they used to think it was good for you, right? Yeah. yeah. And and so these these young women were hired to work in a cosmetic factory, mm-hmm. putting radium in like powder compacts and things like that. And, and so they just they would go home and they would be all glittery because and they had the stuff all over them. And then yeah. suddenly they're all falling ill. Mm-hmm. And and the story of you know who kind of connected the dots and figured it out. And, you know, started making rules about safe labor practices right. and things like that. So it, it, it leads to a lot of different things. Both of those are on tap for the Book Experience Book Club this spring. Well, I've got three nonfictions on my list. Mm-hmm. One is called Heartberries, and it's a memoir by Teresa Maria Mailhot. And... It's kind of a coming of age of a girl who uh, grew up on an Indian reservation in the Pacific Northwest. Mm. So it's kind of more my, I mean, I have the Indian heritage and grew up in not on the coast, but um, up in that area. So I'm kind of interested in reading it. I have a nonfiction on my list, too. Um, It's called The Only Girl in the World. Mm-hmm. By Maud Julian. This book sounds so messed up. I did know. I do know about that book, <laughs> and, I, and I totally want to read it because it sounds so messed up. Yeah. So apparently, she was raised by um, fanatics who wanted to raise her to be the ultimate survivor, and these were her real parents. Oh, and so she was raised in isolation. Oh, I and about this. Um, she was subjected to endless drills designed to eliminate weakness. So she learned to hold an electric fence for minutes without Ooh. flinching, to sit perfectly still in a rat-infested cellar all night long. Wow! Her mother sewed bells onto her clothes that would give her away if she moved. And she endured a life without heat, hot water, adequate food friendship or affection of any kind oh my goodness until someone i guess finally infiltrated their world and and saved her but she wasn't allowed to 
you know, communicate with anybody or anything like that. And from the sounds of it, this was one of those things where books saved her. She wasn't allowed to read, so she read, you know, in secret. And um, her only friends were, like, animals that were around, you know, because she wasn't allowed to talk to anybody. And it just it so sounds when did, like... when did this take place? Um, I don't know. I didn't check the, the year. I mean, she was... She... I have no idea, like, how old she is now. And how did she learn to read? All these questions. Yeah. Wow. You'll have to read the book to <laughs> now. Figure it out. Hmm. I'm wondering if they taught her how to read just so she could survive, but not like here's a book of fiction for you to have yeah. an elaborate inner life. Right. Mm-hmm. But um, how she did not become a serial killer, or I don't know, yeah. maybe she is. Who or knows? Or <laughs> a superhero. <laughs> uh, no i'm pretty sure that's a recipe for serial killer <laughs> so is this a biography yeah it's okay. a memoir yeah memoir. okay and what is it called again the only girl in the world I'm by ma to, julian i have to read that one add that one to your list too yeah <laughs> okay so another one for me a nonfiction is called feel free and their essays by zadie smith Ooh, I, yes. I don't ever really read essays so i'm kind of trying to expand my horizons and this <laughs> sounded very interesting yes yes i'm all in on that one too okay zadie smith tell us about it well i or about it, her it, whatever it, we need to denise know. probably knows a little bit more she was a uh she writes for columns for is it new york yeah she writes for several different magazines but she's got a lot of uh, award-winning fiction um mm. we have a few here okay. in the collection but that one is her first collection of nonfiction work. Okay. So just articles that she's written. Are some of them previously published? I think so. Okay. I think some of them are from some of her magazine work okay. and newspaper columns. Cool. But one of the things they talked about, and this wasn't why I wanted to listen to it or read it, but it talked about the importance of libraries. Okay. Which I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. And she talks about the uh, bestseller books, and they said that that's mm-hmm. a must read. So I, I don't know, it's just some of the topics that the, it said that she wrote about mm-hmm. sounded interesting. So cool. Anyway. So now Denise and I will both read it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And then there's another collection called Back Talk. It's a collection of stories about women. So. I think it's just women in just different situations Mm -hmm. and it's about love, but not being in love kind of, it's not like a romance thing. And, um, it seemed to me like it was like true stories. That's why I put it in the Mm -hmm. nonfiction, but Mm -hmm. maybe it's not. I don't know. sounds interesting. There's a, there's a, I don't know what to call it. Collective biography. Maybe that's coming out. It's called Jackie, Janet, and Lee, The Secret Lives of Janet Oceanclose and her daughters Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis and Lee Radzewell. Hmm. So they're the mother-daughter's kind of relationship, and I'm not sure what that secret life is going to be all about. I don't know their, their background story. Yeah. I just know that you know they came from wealth and 
high expectations mm-hmm. and all that kind of thing. So that looks really interesting. And then there's another nonfiction that's coming out um, soon called The Deepest Well, Healing the Long-Term Effects of Childhood Adversity. And I know that topic of the effects of childhood adversity and kind of how that that colors the entire rest of someone's life, um, regardless of, of how successful or how well-adjusted they seem, in adulthood that that it just changes everything about who you are um and there are lots of there's been lots of research lately about um the the way the way you can't really overcome certain traumas if they happen early in life Mm -hmm. and so i'm interested to see this book um uh, from this person who is well respected, it's Nadine Burke Harris, and what she has to say about how you can overcome some of these things that the latest research is saying is going to affect your entire the entire rest of your life. So that'll be kind of interesting to see what she has to say about that. Sounds interesting. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a good one to read after. The only girl in the world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that's a nice pairing. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Okay. So I have one more yeah. on my list. And it's not because of politics. Okay. <laughs> it's called The Line Becomes a River, and it dispatches from the border by Francisco Cantu. Mm hmm. So it's uh, a look at the border crossings from a previous border patrol agent. Okay. And he is from Mexico. So it kind of gives a, you know, he's mm-hmm. lived on both sides of the border. And so it kind of gives a, a view hmm. of what he thinks. Interesting and timely. Yeah. yeah. Sounds good. So is that our list? I think so. Let's talk about movies. Woohoo. What do we got? I do have some of those. Yeah. (laughs) What do you got? Well. (laughs) Have to start somewhere. Well, yeah, I guess you have to start somewhere. I don't know. I guess I'm really looking forward to the new Jurassic World. The new what? The Jurassic World. Oh, yeah. So, the Fallen Kingdom. Let me ask about this for a second. Mm Mm-hmm. This is number what in Jurassic Park? Is that the series? Yeah, well, it's the fifth movie of. in the series. Okay. But when they did Jurassic World, they did it like the second and third movies were never, never yeah. happened. Yeah. So. Right. So, so te- like they never happened? So, yeah, yeah. So technically Jurassic World is a sequel to Jurassic Park. Oh. Like immediate, you know, like 20 years later. Yeah. And then this is going to be the sequel to that. So okay. this would, if you put those movies together, I guess it would be like the third movie in that chronology. Okay. But it is the fifth movie in the franchise. So. Gotcha. I would watch that. That sounds interesting. Hey, did you see, watch the first one? The Jurassic World? I think I've watched one, two, and three. But you didn't but watch the, the new one? The new Chris, one Pratt. Chris Pratt. No, I don't think so. The last one I watched was... Um, where they went into the real world. 
where they took the dinosaur out of the yes uh, island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, they took it off the island and it attacked. Because that city. always works out well. Yeah. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Oh, Didn't yes. they learn anything with Kong? Right. <laughs> right. Or Godzilla. They, they so. never learned anything. <laughs> so that was the third one, right? That was the yeah. second one in the original series. Yay! Uh-huh. The third that's, one that's, was, was the kid lost on the island. His parents were searching yes, for him. Yes, that was the third one. Okay, the third one. Uh, that was the trailer on in Jeff Goldblum and what's her face, the you know, with red hair, Julianne Moore. That's the one. Yes, yeah. That was yeah. That was the second. Was, the second one. That's the Wait. second one. That was a different one than the one where they uh-huh. took the dinosaur. Yeah, the that third one. one had the. <laughs> Sorry, we got to get up to speed on this. Yeah, the right. third one had the. I've seen um, them all. I just don't. I can't remember his name, but the other two, um, paleontologists, oh, not Jeff Goldblum, okay. yeah, uh, but the other two from the original. He was the ones. doctor. Sam, one of the doctors from ER. Yeah, Sam Waters. Sam Neil. Sam Neil. Yeah, that's okay. Doctor Grant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it, Doctor Grant. Yeah, that's yeah. the third one. So I guess wow. those are the three I've seen. Okay, well, you have to see Jurassic World before you can watch the next one. So Jurassic World is different. And what yeah. is this one called, the one that's coming out? It's Fallen, the Fallen Kingdom is the subtitle. Okay. And I don't have any like great literary reasons why I want to see it. I just... Well, they're, yeah, they're the first, interesting The first one is really entertaining and... Yeah. If you really want to look for stuff, there's there might be some some stuff there like you know. Oh, you don't have to really look for it. No, you know, I mean, there's there's obviously some criticism of like you know animal theme obviously. parks like SeaWorld, <laughs> things like that. I think that it's a big commentary on on corporations and how much uh, control they have over that kind of entertainment, and it's uh, it's such a paradox because at the same time. There's tons of product placement throughout the whole movie. Oh. So it's like a criticism of itself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But but regardless of all of that, it is just wildly entertaining. And and I think that the second one might get pretty ridiculous, but I'm still going to go see it in the theater. The second one has Jeff Goldblum in it. That so is true. That's yeah. already... Oh, it's goodness. Al- yeah. That's already surpassed anything <laughs> that Chris Pratt could ever do. I'm just going to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're both in it, so yeah. so this movie's going to be a winner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that movie with Meryl Streep and Tom Hanks, The Post, mm-hmm. is coming out in just in January, a couple of weeks. So that's getting a lot of buzz, yeah. a lot of a lot of talk about. And what is that one about again? Um, I've seen it, but I don't. It's oh, I remember. It's. It's it's the newspaper and the they, newspaper and how they're hiding the Vietnam War and what's going on is that it is that the one it's they were told not to print yeah some kind of controversial and, story uh-huh. yeah and they realized that that goes against everything yeah that the free press stands for and so they got together and put out a paper in secret without anybody higher up knowing about it and distributing it mm-hmm. like they normally would with all this uh, with whatever it is that the newspaper was trying to cover up mm-hmm. or keep under wraps and they thought the American people needed to know and then yeah the whole point of a free press 
and they were afraid of getting arrested and fired and all that. Because I don't think it was just the newspaper itself mm-hmm. that was like, you can't mm-hmm. print this. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. That it was the... Because Meryl Streep is the owner of the paper. And right. And Tom Hanks is Ben Bradley, the editor, the chief editor. So yeah. they're the ones who wanted it told. So it was, you know, whoever, the mm-hmm. FBI, CIA... Yeah, some kind the of White government. House, whoever there yeah. was telling him don't. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And they did. Nanny, nanny. Mm-hmm. Sounds interesting. It sounds like a, a good movie. Or at least the the potential for a good movie. I don't know. <laughs> well, and with the <laughs> the actors. Yeah, with actresses. the cast they have. Yeah. I think you'd have it to work be. hard to make this a bad right. movie. <laughs> right. So which could be another podcast. Has Tom Hanks ever been in a bad movie? Yes. 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 Ah. I, I don't think that's a big question. <laughs> Does that make Tom Hanks any less of a wonderful actor? No. no. <laughs> so what about Arctic Justice Thunder Squad? What? What, what, what? is that? <laughs> it's a new, like, is it Marvel? Or it's the... Thunder Squad? Justic Le- Justice League? I don't know. Arctic <laughs> Justice? That's two very different things. See, see, I don't know my stuff. <laughs> Search it, quick! Arctic Justice? Is that... Yeah. Arctic Justice. It had, it, I thought it had like Captain America in there. So Is that in the animated? I don't know. Arctic. I just saw it and I thought, oh, that looks interesting. Oh, yeah. It's animated. Oh. In Canadian. In Canadian. Canadian. What? All right. James Franco, Jeremy Renner, Alec Baldwin, John Cleese voicing. John oh. Cleese. Yeah. It's got the actual voice. Uh, Angelica actors. Houston? Oh, my goodness. Oh. Oh, I Might see. Clum. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's funny. It uh, looks like it's a, an animal movie. Yeah. Okay, so that was not anything like I thought. No, it's not anything like what. But it looks amazing. Well, when you said Jeremy Renner, I was like, oh, he's going to be voicing Hawkeye, and it's like, no, that's not. What no. <laughs> The Arctic Blast Delivery Service. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It might be entertaining. I don't know. I like yeah. animal co- yeah. cartoons. Could be. It might be fun. It looks kind of like Zootopia. Yeah. Yeah. At least the, anim- like the, the yeah, way the characters animal. look uh-huh. and stuff. So what is the rating on it? But yeah. it does look like there's kind of an animated battle scene or something. Oh, so yeah. it's probably PG. Not yeah, G. probably so. So that's not what I saw. <laughs> that is not the the uh, uh-uh. so I'm gonna have to go back and look at what I was looking what I was looking at. <laughs> well, there is Black Panther coming out. Yes. yes, the new the new Black Panther, which we do have some of the graphic novels if you want to catch yeah. up before going to see that movie, which looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks pretty cool, and of course, every year we can always look forward to several Marvel. Mm-hmm. Movies. So there's that one, which will be good. The character was introduced in the Captain America Civil War, right? And this will be his his movie, and then leading up to Avengers Infinity War, which is going to bring everybody together. So it's going to be a great, a good, a, a, another good year for Marvel, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
<laughs> so okay, I'm I'm not really up on who's Marvel and who's DC either. Yeah. So where does Aquaman fall in all this? And That's, doesn't he get his new his own movie this year, or is that 2019? I thought it was this year. I think it's he's out. a DC, a DC character. character. Okay, and he first made his appearance on the Justice League. Mm-hmm. Okay, the one that just came out. Yeah. Okay. So Justice League is DC. Mm-hmm. Well, when they when they decided to make Aquaman Jason Momoa instead of skinny blonde kid, <laughs> right? It's yeah. like, well, this is already way yeah. better. Yeah, already, <laughs> already, already an, an improvement. That's right. that is definitely <clears throat> true. So we've got the new Maze Runner movie coming out. I've, I've only seen the first one. Anybody seen? I haven't seen or read, so mm-hmm. I need to get up on that, too. I enjoyed the books, but I haven't read all of them either. But, okay. They keep making them, so they must be at least, you know, drawing an audience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought the first one was really well done. I haven't seen any of them. I saw the first one on a plane once, because I had no choices. <laughs> <laughs> You're or or really bad choices. I don't remember. That's funny. Yeah. So, the, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say yes. The books are very popular. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people that really like them. And mm-hmm. I guess the movies are good. I don't know. You said it was pretty good. Yeah, so. the first one. I haven't seen any of the others. It looks the new one. I saw. I think I saw the trailer for it. it looks pretty intense. Yeah. yeah. What, what were you going to say, Denise? Nothing. You got nothing. Nothing. I thought you were going to say something. Nope. I must have said something wrong because now she's no. not going to say it. So, Denise, you, want to you, pretty much, the, you, made, you pretty much said what I was going to say. Oh. You want to address okay. the <laughs> Annihilation movie? The Annihilation movie? Yeah. Um, what do you looks, want to say about that? I have lots to say about that. Oh, yeah, that's coming out in 2018. Talk about that. Yeah. Um, February. From what I have read, the guy that directed Annihilation only read Annihilation and didn't read any uh. of the other two books. Yeah. And so, but he, he didn't want to read them because he didn't want to spoil his vision. And it's just like, um. I think you need a new vision. Yeah. You need a complete vision. Yeah, you need you, to know where you're going. Uh-huh. And so, um, it looks like the movie is going to be very different from the book. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also read that Jeff Vandermeer was just like, whatever, it's your movie, do whatever. Like, like Lee Child with Jack Reacher. Like he's just in six foot five. He's five foot six. Yeah. And so he was just like, you know, you do you do you, man. Uh, <laughs> he didn't seem to care like ooh. how he was. Yeah. And so so he did, and he did. Hmm. From the looks of it, it's going to be somewhat like the book, but he's just he's just going his own way there. Wow. And so. That's sad. Which is why Natalie Portman is cast as yeah. the biologist. Mm-hmm. Because he had he didn't read the other two books to realize that the biologist was Asian. So he's got the whole, like, I didn't know excuse on that. And he didn't know. Yeah. So I'm he sure chose not to. He know. chose not to consult anybody on this or anybody who'd read the other books. Or He did not want to spoil his vision. He didn't want anybody to tell him anything. Mm-hmm. He just wanted to make. Who or what. He wanted to make a weird. And you know what? If you're going to, if you want to make a weird movie, Annihilation is the book to go on that. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. It is. It is. <laughs> 
Okay, so maybe the movie I was actually thinking of was the Avengers Infinity War that's coming out in May. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. And you got that mixed up with the Arctic, Arctic Justice. Justice. I guess. That's, yeah. yeah, that's my but limited, But I'm happy you know. that we now know about Arctic Justice. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely worth the mistake. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so has any... Has anybody seen trailers for the new Wrinkle in Time? Yes. 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 It looks so good. It does look really good. I need to read that again. We also have it in graphic novel form. Oh, we oh, do. Oh, that's right. We do. Mm-hmm. That's right. Maybe okay. I could read that and be done with it. Yeah. It <laughs> it's all the story. and It had its 50th anniversary, and that's when I think they did the graphic novel version mm-hmm. was, was at that same time. Okay. So, Yeah. So I haven't been too excited about it because I, I need to refresh on it. And so I also saw the trailer for Every Day, which was based on David Levithan's book. Okay. And that looks really interesting. I love that mm-hmm. book, Every Day. Okay. It, it's about a person who wakes up in a different body every day. Oh. Wow. And so... They um, they're the same. They wake up in a different body every day, but it's always the same age. So, okay. if I think they're sixteen or seventeen, something mm-hmm. like that, so he's always wakes up in the body of a seventeen-year-old, mm-hmm. and within that same little area. So if that that person like travels while he's in that body, when he wakes up the next day, he'll be somewhere else. Hmm. And so um, weird. He, the the book starts out with the this girl going on this like great amazing date with her boyfriend, and then like the next day, he doesn't remember any of that. Like he doesn't remember their great awesome date, and he turns out to be an like a real jerk. And so she was just like, "Yeah, I thought that was kind of weird that he was being all nice." And so then, um, and to me, I think the book was about what it really means to be a soulmate. Hmm. That it's not your outer appearance. Mm-hmm. That it, you know, because we always say, you know, it's what's inside that counts. Right. It's like, how often do we actually mean that it's actually inside that counts? <laughs> and so, really? um, I think it, it deals into a lot of that because the the female lead in that. You know, whenever this the person shows up in an attractive body, she's a-okay. But hmm. he shows up in some someone that's not what she considers attractive, it suddenly becomes an issue. Yeah. And so. Wow. I think it, it really talks more about, like, what it means to be a soulmate. Hmm. And when's that one coming out? Oh, soon? <laughs> soon? Question. I saw the preview for it when we went and saw Star Wars. So, soon-ish? Mm-hmm. February 23rd is the release date okay. for that. And coming up in March, March 30th, I think we have Ready Player One. Oh, yeah, yes. that's right. So that's coming. And I just saw... That there is a movie called Chappaquiddick, 
about Ted Kennedy and the fatal car accident he was in with his secretary, Mary Jo Kopechny, who died in the, hmm. in the car accident. It's got Kate Mara as Mary Jo Kopechny and interesting casting Bruce, Bruce Dern as Joe Kennedy as, I guess that would be the father. Hmm. Has to be the father. I didn't know people were still talking about that, but apparently they are. Have we ever stopped talking about the Kennedys? Well, no, of course not. But Chappaquiddick, I didn't know people <laughs> were still talking about that. <laughs> it's it's coming up on 50 years. Wow. 1969 is when it happened. So. Hmm. There's a couple of TV shows that I'm yeah. really excited about. Uh, Good Omens, based oh, on the yeah. Neil Gaiman. Mm-hmm novel where do you remember where that is i think it's an amazon show i think so too so one other movie that i'm kind of looking forward to just because of the the idea is oceans eight where it's all women i want to watch that too yeah Mm -hmm. and i read a little bit about incredibles too Mm -hmm. um coming out i loved that movie the first one Mm -hmm. and now it's been a while so be interesting to see where they go with that. Yeah, that was on my list also. So here's one I've got to ask you about. Solo, a Star Wars story. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Are y'all going there? Well, sure. I'm not a huge Star Wars fan, so just curious. Yes. I want to <laughs> yes. see. I went to see Solo. I think it's a stupid name. Oh, it's, uh-huh. it's already out? No. Want out. To see. I want to see. Oh, I thought you said you went to see. Oh, oh no. Okay. Like, what? <laughs> this was next year yeah because they always come out around december right mm-hmm. so it'll probably be around december next year this yeah. one says may Does 25th it... really oh my goodness so they're going back to like the first three that all came out in may oh. my son's birthday's in may and so when he was a little kid like he was five years old when phantom menace came out and was perfect for him mm-hmm. you know let's take all the little five-year-olds to see the phantom menace <laughs> yeah so I don't know. Oh, okay. Well. Amelia Howard, um, Amelia Clark mm-hmm. is in it, who I love. Louisa Clark in in Me Before You and Daenerys Targaryen in Game of Thrones. Very different characters. <laughs> yeah. Donald Glover. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Paul Bettany mm-hmm. is in it. That's exciting. Hmm. Well, I see it. Yes, I don't know if I'll see it in theater. Oh or not. yeah, Donald Glover's the young Lando. Uh-huh. Oh, okay, that. good. Right. <laughs> yep. And it's directed by Ron Howard. Mm-hmm. So yes. You can't have young Han without young Lando. Well, no. Well, yeah. There's too much potential there. And I think they did an excellent casting choice with Donald Glover. Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree. I don't know. I hope it's good. I just I wasn't super impressed with the Rogue One movie. Just as a just a matter of personal preference, not because I thought it well. was like really poorly done, but I just I don't know. I wasn't a huge fan, so we'll see. Maybe this one will be different. <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to be very different. Yeah, it'll it'll <laughs> definitely yes, it'll definitely be different. Maybe it'll. Uh, Maybe the storytelling will be be different as well. The style, the approach, whatever. 
The Alienist is coming up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I think January 20... Something. 22nd. It's Monday. And that's based off of a Caleb Carr mm-hmm. novel called The Alienist. And I think there's two with that same... Mm, okay. Same set of people. Um, but it looks super good. Mm-hmm. Like the production value looks really amazing. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, they've got Luke Evans yeah. in it. Um, Dakota Fanning. So mm. that's my kind of my kind of story. Yeah. Did you read you read so, the Alienist? Yeah, a long time ago. I remember I remember that. I didn't know if you actually finished reading it or just made an attempt. No, I read it. You did it was you? good. Well, there was one that came before that, right? No, the Alienist was the first one, and I read the second book before the first one. Oh yay! That's right. What was the <laughs> second one called? I don't remember. Not the Alienist. Not the Alienist. Hmm. So, anybody know if there's a new season of Westworld coming? I haven't heard. They kind of, the way they ended it? Yeah. Didn't make it, I mean, they didn't leave it open for a whole lot. It didn't seem like. I thought there was more. I thought there was more coming, but I I haven't seen anything. There could be. Okay. What do you got? Oh, nothing. I was just going to answer his questions. The Mm -hmm. Angel of Darkness hmm, okay. was the second book. Uh, okay. I was looking at the, trying to look up the Lord of the Rings series that they were doing. That uh, it's going to be an Amazon series. I don't know if that's coming out in 2018 or not. Or if they're. I just not not that I'm looking forward to it. I probably <laughs> probably will not watch it's it. It's just out there. Because it just yeah, it just sounds like fan fiction to me. Mm-hmm. So I'm not. <laughs> I'm really not in that interested at all. So there, there's a book I've got in a in a cart I'm about to order, and it's called Fish Wielder by a person who's calling himself J.R.R.R. <laughs> Hardison. It came out actually in 2016. It, it was a um, self-published indie, indie publisher kind of thing. And... It's supposed to be a parody of the Lord of the Rings, so we'll <clears throat> we'll get back to you on Fish Wielder. Fish Wielder, that sounds. Fish Wielder. <laughs> yeah, because R R R. Because to artisan. to be a great fantasy writer, you have to have at least one or multiple R's. Right. As, as your middle initial. Yes, I think he decided that. To three. make up for not having good fiction, he was going to add an R. Have three R's. <clears throat> have three R's, right? It just—it <laughs> makes me think of that—that uh, that title makes me think of the Stephen R. Donaldson as well, mm-hmm. like the book White Gold Wielder. Yep. So, because he's—he's he's only got one R, but he's still—that's right. He's, oh, you're he's right. still an R, you know, Stephen he R. Donaldson. Still an R. I forgot that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, maybe more on Fishwielder in another yeah. episode. <laughs> yeah, because we don't have it yet. So I read that We Have Always Lived in the Castle is being oh, turned yeah. into a movie. Um, that's based on a Shirley Jackson novel. Mm-hmm. I love We Have Always Lived in the Castle. That is probably one. I think that's my favorite Shirley Jackson 
but it's got Sebastian Stan in it and Crispin Glover, hmm. which I'm very curious about because he's kind of a weird guy. Yep. All I know is that it's coming out in 2018. Like, there's yeah. no, I don't think there's an official release date for it yet. Mm. Wow. But maybe it'll come out around Halloween time. Because mm. it's creepy. <laughs> oh. Sounds like okay. a good time for it. Sounds good. Yeah. What and else? I also read that they were make, turning the bell jar into a movie. You know, I they, heard that Kirsten too. Dunst is directing it. Oh, uh, that hmm. sounds like her, doesn't it? Yeah. Hmm. So. We'll see, huh? Yeah, I have mixed feelings about that. <laughs> Why does that sound familiar? The Bell Jar yeah. is uh, written Sylvia by Sylvia Plath. Mm. Maybe we were talking about it during another podcast or something. Maybe. And oh. I still haven't read it. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't either. It's good. It is depressing. Oh. Yay. Well, pri- prior to starting this episode, I was looking at other things coming out in 2018, and I saw that. There's uh, another sci-fi sequel, The Predator, mm. is coming out in August 2018. Like, okay. if anybody remembers Predator, yes, with Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah. yes. yes, not to be confused with the new one, which is the, the Predator. Predator. And I'm just looking at a brief synopsis <laughs> here, and it just sounds like the same scenario in a different location. Hmm. bunch of jungle jungle warfare and this time it's um in a a south american country a latin, you know, latin country um but it's still in the jungle still a bunch of guerrilla fighters getting massacred by an alien Who's, soldier who stars <laughs> in this one i don't know and my my device here is just just gone, died gone wonky on me okay. so i don't <laughs> Yeah, mine too. <laughs> but uh, but um, yeah, it does, I didn't see any big names build at the at the front to try and sell the movie. Mm-hmm. But you know, so I'm, maybe there aren't any. I'll probably I'll probably see it. You know, because I, I went and saw the new Alien movie, the prequel, um, and and the you know the Blade Runner was good, even though that's not about aliens. It's another sci sci fi sequel, mm-hmm. and you know maybe maybe this new Predator movie will usher in. What? A new age of crossovers, and they'll do a better Alien versus Predator movie in the future. Hmm. So this Maybe movie yeah. has Olivia Moon in it, or Mun. Oh yeah. Name. Which movie? The, the Predator. Predator. The Predator. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hmm. <laughs> That's got Keegan in it. <laughs> <laughs> Edward James almost. Wow. So the guy that was in Logan. That played Pierce is in this, the Predator movie. Hmm. I didn't see Logan. Really? Why are you looking at me like that? Hmm. Uh, you know why. Was I supposed <laughs> to see it? I don't think I've seen that one either. I never watched any of the the, the oh. Wolverine movies. Really? And I'm really not a huge like a huge fan of the X Men movies in general. I just what? oh no, all of those were awful. Logan was amazing. Logan was amazing. Okay. <laughs> well, I'll see it. Good grief! <laughs> I think we need a whole new podcast episode on 
the merits of the X-Men movies. <laughs> there are none. That's going to take us well, like five minutes. I think we can And then I will talk about how that. amazing Logan was. We can argue about that for a while. Why? Do you like the X-Men movies? I do like the X-Men movies. I don't think they were bad. They were enjoyable. They weren't. I wouldn't. I, I don't know if I would say they were bad. I, just I would, would say watch that they them good. hands down over Star Wars. Uh, Whoa. That, no. <laughs> no. Sorry. Oh my goodness. And, that, and now there's a fight. And now, no, there's, there's no, there's no fight. I'm just. I would not. Yeah. yeah definitely not. Wow. We just disagree we very much. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Yeah. I mean, I've watched Star Wars. I don't I'm think a, I've watched Return of the Jedi, and I don't think I watched the first one. I don't think I've watched the second one. And what's the third one? I don't even remember. It does, it, if you, you don't know, then the it does. third one, third yeah, one? <laughs> or the third one. I was like, no, the real third one, number like the three? One, the three that, that came out. Yeah, and the third one. The no. third one that came out. Yeah. was Return of the Jedi. Yeah, number three Empire Strikes is, Back. Is Return of the Sith. Revenge Empire Strikes Back. I didn't watch those two. Return of the Jedi and Empire Strikes Back. Then you haven't watched Star Wars. Huh? Then you haven't watched Star Wars. I know. Because that's what that's I'm saying. The story arc. I mean, <laughs> they're not interesting yeah. enough to hold my attention, I guess. Okay. <laughs> my my mother in law anyway. watched A New Hope for the first time the other night with us. And that's going to be the extent of her Star Wars watching because it just did not catch her attention it just didn't interest her so i think going into the x-men movies is much like anything else that's based on a comic book that i've been reading for most of my life uh, okay you know it's just like what what did why what yeah it's like so you decided to take 75 years worth of comic books and try to condense it into a movie and you just sort of Okay. Picked here and there, story arc wise, and oh, you know what? This isn't really in character, but so for those of us who are not comic book readers, I guess a decent. Be, yeah, I I don't Maybe. have that background either. I, yeah, I had no idea who these characters were, what they were supposed to be about when I came to the movies, and that's my only experience mm-hmm. with X Men is the movies. So I'm sure that. And that's kind of the same way. Changes. Yeah, it's the same way when you go see a movie based on a book. Yeah. You know, if you yes. haven't read the book, mm-hmm. more than likely you're going to be like, "Hey, that was pretty good." If you have read the book, you're like, "What was that mess?" Yeah. So I think it's a lot of like that. There's, mm-hmm. there's a certain level of of weirdness in the X Men series that the movies never even aspire to. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I didn't really read a lot of the comics, but I used to watch the like the old. Oh yeah, yeah, the animated, which I imagine yeah. was much closer to the comics. to the comics, yeah. And there was a lot of weird stuff. Oh, yeah. that happened in that. It's a lot of weird. And the stuff. Mo- the movies are not anything like that. So, are there any X Men movies coming out in twenty eighteen? <laughs> didn't see any, but I don't know. I'm not okay. sure. Probably. I think maybe they've done all the damage they came. Oh out. no, no, they're doing the Dark Phoenix one. Oh, oh, that's right. Which I have yeah, mixed feelings about too. Right. Yeah. Because when Jean Grey becomes the Phoenix and then becomes the Dark Phoenix, that gets that gets intense. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah, that one's coming out in November of 2018. Okay. 
There's a new Fantastic Beasts movie coming out, right? In 2018? Yes, I believe so. It's the one with young Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. Right. Jude Law as young Dumbledore. That's right. Relatively young Dumbledore, I guess. Mm-hmm. Are you excited about this as well, Dawn? I did watch the last one. And it was okay. See, I read through like book seven of mm-hmm. Harry Potter. How mm-hmm. many are there? Seven. Oh, I read them all? <laughs> then I must not have read seven. I must have only okay. read six. Because I think I got... Th- the last one wasn't out yet. And then I just never got around to reading it when mm-hmm. it did come out. Um, I don't think I've ever really watched any of the movies. I really enjoyed okay. the books. But I kind of lost interest. It's like, yeah, I did that. Okay. I don't know. So I would watch it. But I wouldn't bend over backwards to make time to do it. Yeah. Or maybe go to the theater. Sorry. Yeah, that's just one of those things that I've like mm-hmm. completely lost interest in, like Harry Potter, everything. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Pat. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. More room for me at the theater. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think to me, it's just I don't know. I'm fairly irritated with J.K. Rowling, just yeah. in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's like so. This like. 80 page little tiny book you want to turn into three sets of movies okay yeah sure why not i don't understand the purpose of that last book the the one that was done like a play (laughs) the the purpose of that book was that jk rowling wanted more money Uh and she knew that she could get more money if she put her name to something yeah that she did not write that she really had nothing to do with but hey it's okay. more money. Okay. Which is where my irritation with J.K. Rowling yeah. started. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I never really read it, but I just flipped it open, and I'm like, what is the big deal about this I one? It. I wasn't it's sure. It's not very interesting. Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. And it was, you know, in play form. You basically just got right. the script right. yeah. of this that's all, Broadway yeah, that's all there is. play. Yeah. Which is a heck of an impossible play to perform mm-hmm. yeah i mean there are some weird effect things that are going on that if you don't have unlimited budget and mm-hmm. trap doors and flies and this and that i mean all kinds of stuff mm-hmm. to to put that on the way they did on broadway you gotta burn your budget for mm-hmm. 10 years you know to get all the stuff yeah mm-hmm. and if you don't have all the stuff it's not going to make the same kind of impact that it even would have mm-hmm. that way. So it's it's like a useless script. You you can't just do it in your high school theater. Department. Right. Yeah. I think she was a consultant on that, like on the, the play mm-hmm. part, but she didn't, like, actually, she didn't actually write anything or she basically just came in and was like, yes, yes, this is good. Uh. But... Okay. Yes, you may use the name Harry Potter. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For this amount of money. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. <laughs> gotcha. All right. And not that she needs more money, mm-hmm. but it just, it's just like all of this seems like a money grab. Yeah. 
which a lot of things do actually mm-hmm. when you talk about the sequels well, sure. and mm-hmm. all that stuff it's like well, oh let's see if we can get more for this that's you, why it, I kind of think about the whole solo thing it's like one mm-hmm. more thing in the Star Wars it's just like yes but at least Disney has been upfront about that we're going to keep making movies until they stop, they stop making us money and then we're going to stop yeah mm-hmm. yeah so like at least they're very uh yeah <laughs> Is that any relation it's, to Apple slowing down your phone? Oh my goodness. Because they're trying to protect you from your battery life. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Oh. I'm not an Apple user, yeah. mainly because I think a lot of that is ridiculous. Yeah. It's like, oh, you mean I can only use this one type of plugin to charge my phone? Okay. You mean I have to, like, download software to be able to, like, do stuff on my phone (laughs) to my computer? Okay. Yes. Oh, you got rid of the headphone jack and I have to buy these special little headphones that I'm going to lose one in, like, three seconds. going to eat the other. (laughs) Yeah. And that it it costs, like, three to four times more than a regular set of... And I can't just go get a regular set of earbuds at the right. dollar store to stick in there no nope, yep. there's no headphone jack all about the money yep mm-hmm. well here's the celebrating a free free mar- <laughs> free market where apple can do whatever they want and denise can do whatever she wants about <laughs> denise it. does not have to buy <laughs> exactly. any of it exactly <laughs> yeah, so we got a little sidetracked there didn't we <laughs> so to continue on the money grab yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, I read that Ernest Klein was writing a sequel to Ready Player One, mm-hmm. which I feel is a money grab. Mm-hmm. 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 He had okay. no interest at yeah. all in writing a sequel after the first one came out years ago. Right. Yeah, But now suddenly there's a movie and all this interest in his book. So let's write a sequel. Let's write a sequel. Yeah. yeah. And I'm very disappointed in him. Ernest Klein, I'm very disappointed in you. Ooh. I doubt that he cares. I'm sure he doesn't. You I'm know, sure he just and roll it's not about money. you that doesn't care. It's about anybody that doesn't care. That's just my impression of Yeah. Him. He's just gonna be like, oh whatever, I'm gonna go like, roll around on my money. I think yeah. Ready Player One. No, maybe it was Armada. One or the other was awarded some kind of something at TLA one year. And he just wouldn't bother to come. And I think TLA was in Austin. Yeah, where he lives. Yeah. And oh, no. it's like, really, you you can't be bothered to come accept this award mm-hmm. in front of 7,000 librarians who are all going to buy another copy of your book if you come. Mm-hmm. No, can't be bothered. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's what I think about him. Mm-hmm. Huh. What? Are you going to buy it? You're not going to buy the sequel? No. Will you read it if the library gets it? No. Well. Well. There you go. Not even if Will Wheaton reads it to me. What? For real. Wow. Yeah. For real. Denise has spoken. I am. Hmm. You've moved on. Yes. (laughs) Are you going to see the movie? Maybe. Maybe. I haven't made a clear decision on that. Only if the I library really buys it. As long as I don't actually have to spend my own right. money on it. Right, yeah, just if you spend as little I, money as possible. I really it. liked Ready Player One. Yeah. Like, I really liked that book. And Will Wheaton reads it in the audio, and it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> now, a lot of it takes place in, in, like, a game world, right? Yes, yeah. See, I, I've... 
another aside here, but it seems like this has kind of launched a whole genre. Because there's like a, if you go on Amazon and just start browsing like fantasy sci-fi ebooks, there's a whole set of of books that they classify as lit RPG, mm-hmm. which is about characters and a and a world that's not even real, like people that are in a video game, mm, and it takes like it Tron. Yeah, it takes it to the next level, though. It's like whenever they finish a, a battle or whatever, it lists mm-hmm. like all the experience they gained and if they leveled up and what kind of loot they got. And you get to read about all the stuff that they do in the game. You know, this sounds a little like Dragonlance from years ago, <laughs> which was a crock. I mean, it was so boring. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm sure that that... All these things like that. And well, and I think Ready Player One started the, well, not started, but definitely hopped on the 80s nostalgia train. Yeah. yeah. And then mm-hmm. that just kept going. Mm-hmm. Isn't that something we're going to talk about later? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Woo-hoo. <laughs> so. Woo-hoo. All right. 80s nostalgia train. Yep. <laughs> So is Soul Train part of the 80s and Soldier Train? <laughs> I thought Soul Train was... Hmm. Of course, it, it, it might have been around a long time before that. I just remember it <laughs> being on when I was I remember a, seeing it, yes. When I was a kid. <laughs> I, I, was I, that? I was just making a, a train relation. <laughs> trying. Or trying, yes. I was making my best attempt. Wasn't there like a like a dance program? Is that what you're talking about? Soul, yeah, yeah, Soul Train, yeah. Yeah, okay. I watched that, I believe. Nineteen seventy one is when it started. Oh, okay. So it's still. been around for a long time. Is it still going? Uh, March twenty seven, two thousand six is wow. when it ended. So Man. it's definitely part know. of the eighties. Yeah, it is yeah. part of the eighties and the nineties. There you go. And the seventies. <laughs> <laughs> and the two thousands. And the yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Okay, cool. Association drawn. All right. Anybody? Anything else that anybody's just got got to say about 2018 stuff coming up? Nope. I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to reading some new stuff and mm-hmm. watching some new movies. Mm-hmm. Catching up on some old stuff so that yeah. I can watch the new movies. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Right. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, thank you for listening to the Long Overdue Podcast, a production of the Decatur Public Library. We'll see you again sometime in 2018.